Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And welcome everybody to August 2020. Hey, that was a near rhyme. Welcome everybody to August 2020. I got a Mercedes Bentley. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the shop, but I think it's nice. This is getting worse as you go, (laughs) but by all means, (laughs) continue. I'm gonna upgrade it twice. So here we are. Yep. Uh, beginning of the month, things are getting kind of slow again. Right. So we actually asked for some help with this episode. Yeah. We got some cool suggestions. First, uh, as always, start with some corrections. Hey, that almost rhymed too. Start with some corrections. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's called Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, not whatever dumb shit you said in the episode i would just like to say listeners that that's almost verbatim what it says in our outline like it's not just daniel riffing it says and i quote it's called kingdom hearts melody of memory not sean's dumb guesses <laughs> thanks co-host for making me feel like a valued member of the pod i i punched it up a bit yeah I, yeah uh... a little bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good work uh, yeah melody of memory right um, Cadence of Hyrule does have a demo. You nice. can download it on the eShop today. Check that out, people. Yeah, I did download it oh. onto my Switch uh, back when it first came out, and I, ha- <laughs> I haven't played it yet. That doesn't sound like you. No, it doesn't. The game with ro- <laughs> uh, the game with robots uh, and mechs and stuff mm-hmm. at the Xbox pre-show that I forgot the name of was called Exo Mecha. Ah, okay. yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty cool looking trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh, this correction comes in from Ryan Zepp on Twitter. Thanks, Ryan uh, Zepp. The Forge mode in Halo 3 was uh, very innovative. Ah, I don't remember what that was. Yeah, um, I didn't I didn't look it up. I'll take Ryan Zepp's word for it. Me too. Uh, and Halo ODST was developed by Bungie. I okay. think I erroneously said that it was developed by 343 Industries. I see. Or whoever replaced Bungie. That makes sense. I know ODST is quite acclaimed by the Halo crowd. I know a lot of people like that game. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, for this episode, it was looking like we were going to be pretty low on things to predict or react to. Yeah. Um, so I actually, on the Twitter, uh, at A Smashing Theory... I asked our listeners for some help on what to like base the episode on. Right. And before we started recording, I remembered that there is something we can predict. Uh, it's the DC fandom. Right. Which is going to have some, uh, some DC comics-themed video game announcements from WB Games. Mm-hmm. And I think some could be very relevant to this podcast. So we'll talk about that. But I want to give shout-outs to some of the suggestions because I think some of these are totes, great ideas, and potentially stuff we could use in the future. I was just thinking that. James M., uh, as his episode suggestion says, Corrections Department. Oh, God. I'll get you started. One, people are frequently wrong about the connection between Nintendo and Pokemon. Hmm. Two, 
people are frequently wrong about who Mario saves from Donkey Kong. Hmm. And three, Sean is wrong about the corrections department. Oof. <laughs> if you go franchise by franchise or company by company, it'll be easy to come up with stuff that each of you notice. Hmm. Uh, That's yeah, a thanks. cute idea. Yeah, I have, I think corrections the episode could be fun to do sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, might, might as well tackle those those jumping off points from from James M, mm-hmm. uh, the connection between Nintendo and Pokemon. I think a lot of people think that Nintendo directly develops the Pokemon games, right. or they fully own the Pokemon games, but they actually uh, they actually do not develop the games. They're developed by Game Freak, which is right. a third party company, and Nintendo only has a uh, a a partial ownership of the property. Right. Um, and then, of course, with respect to the who is Mario rescuing from Donkey Kong, that would be Pauline and not Princess Peach. Right. Which uh, uh, we, we all know better now, thanks to Super Mario Odyssey. Exactly. Is the mayor of New Donk City. Right. Now, now Gen Z's can still recognize her name. as well. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. New, you said New Donk City is still a great name. Uh, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I thought you... I thought you were saying that Super Mario Odyssey is still a great game. Oh, I see. Well, I, I agree with that, it. too. Yeah, you haven't played it. Yeah, uh, sad. Yeah, way way solid. I'm usually not like a 3D Mario guy, but it pushes my buttons a lot. Nice. And uh, and of course, Sean is wrong about the corrections department. Uh, we'll have to do a th- correction that, for that next yeah. episode. <laughs> I mean, that one's self-explanator, so we can move <laughs> on. Uh, thanks, James. Good suggestion. Yeah, thanks, James. Not and freak on Twitter says, "I was literally thinking, what are they even going to talk about?" <laughs> Uh, give us a surprise guest, hmm. or maybe do an overview of how Ultimate has changed since release day. Hmm. Uh, so I think a guest having a guest on our pod is a great idea. Yes, I've been thinking about that for a while now, and while we haven't, uh, we've actually like courted a couple of people about potentially guesting on our show. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's something that I want to do soon. Um, one thing I'm interested in is who our listeners would like to see guests on the podcast. If you have any, like, you know, Nintendo or fighting game or video game podcasters that you guys really like, and you'd like to see them guest, uh, let let us know. And maybe we can, we can try to reach out to those people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think that's uh, a really fun idea and one that I'm excited to do. Me too. So thanks, Don and Freak. Also, speaking of guests, um, we haven't had a guest ourselves yet, but we have guested. Yes. Uh, on podcasts, including a very recent uh, appearance from us on a podcast called Devil Fruit. Mm-hmm. It's on Spotify, and it's an anime review podcast. They had us come onto the pod to discuss an 80s anime short anthology movie called... Uh, Robot Carnival. Robot Carnival. Which is a funky little movie. And it, if you want to know more, listen to the episode. Yeah, it is a funky little movie. That episode was a lot of fun to record. Yes. Uh, those guys are really funny and great. They have a great rapport. And uh, and I think that we we kind of clicked with them really well. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, if you like us, you might like them too. <laughs> and also at the beginning of the episode, uh, they give us their predictions for Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighters Pass 2. Yes. And and it's great. Well, yeah, that um, was very fun. Yeah. Uh, the one of their one of Devil Fruits hosts, Joe, uh, made a very passionate case for Tony Hawk <laughs> <laughs> as a playable character, and uh, it was such a great argument that I was almost on board by the end of it. Uh, yeah, no, great. It, 
check it out if that sounds even vaguely interesting. Yes. Uh, we, we had a great time on it. Yeah, Devil Fruit on Spotify. Thanks, Not in Freak. Finally, Vinaber says, talk more about the Smash Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the last time we talked about that, all that I remember of my contributions is that I wanted the Star Fox team to be the actual size of their <laughs> respective animals. And I'd yeah. just like to say that I still think that's a great idea with a lot of comedic potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I This is the one that keeps getting away from us. I think we've talked about doing a smash bros cinematic universe episode mm-hmm. like multiple times over the past year or so and then like a big news will drop like right yeah. before we do the episode and then it gets pushed back farther i i badly want to go back to the smash bros cinematic universe someday. me too, me too. It, it will happen and i mean i feel like in this time of covid there's gonna be another content drought at some point you yeah know? like so there'll be an opportunity oh yeah absolutely so thank you, Vinaber, for reminding us of the Smash Animatic Universe. It's been so long since we've done them that, A, I need to find the episodes we yeah, talked about. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely need a refresher. And, and yeah, B, yeah, need I need to go back and listen to those, try, try to remember uh, what we've already established. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I vaguely remember John Mulaney's Luigi... <laughs> And Adam Scott as Hank Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, and I guess what else do you really need? Right. You got the whole universe right there. Those guys and then the Star Fox characters. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, thanks, Vinaber. Thanks. So, before we jump into stuff, we've also got a couple of news items. Alrighty. Um, the first is that Smash Ultimate just dropped like a, a little tiny surprise update. Oh yeah. Version 8.1. Yeah. Uh it adds a new stage, new quote in quotation marks, called Small Battlefield <laughs> that removes the top platform and mm-hmm. I think just makes it smaller overall. Uh meant to uh be, I guess, a more competitive Sure. Like, you know, competitively balanced version of the battlefield stage. They'll ban it somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I think Small Battlefield's got a shot. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I, it's I think it's got a shot. I hope you're right. Anything that can dethrone Animal Crossing is is I'm fine with it. The <laughs> Animal Crossing stage. I'm so sick of that stage now. Um the update also includes uh, a music patch that will allow any music track in the game to be played on any of the Battlefield stages or on Final Destination. That is a great touch. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm amazed Square Enix allowed it. You know, that's a great point. <laughs> well, I can't wait to play a god-awful MIDI of the field theme from Dragon <laughs> Quest XI uh, on Final Destination. That sounds great. I'd yeah, much I mean, rather do that than Megalovania. That's really the benefit of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that, so that, play... that, that should have been the patch. I mean, yeah, like the patch notes are just like you can now play shitty-ass Dragon Quest music on Final <laughs> Destination. <laughs> <laughs> you can now play the Final Fantasy VII battle theme from a PS1 game. <laughs> uh, Woo! Yeah, not not remastered anyway. We just dumped the this the OGG file or whatever. Yeah, in fact, you better not remaster it. It will fuck you up or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we will come into your house and and punch your switch. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
so that yeah, that that's cool. A good little smash update. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Me too. Uh, I think that also kind of uh, indicates that we that anyone that's like kind of on the edge of their seat waiting for a, like a surprise release of character seven <laughs> right uh maybe 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 slide back into the back of that seat a bit. yeah that's yeah fair. like i wouldn't be shocked if we didn't get our next character until like like i would i would not be shocked if we did not get a smash character for the rest of 2020 sure i yeah, yeah. i was i was thinking that too i think there's a possibility we'll get like one more character this year right but I also think people should maybe brace themselves for the possibility that most of Fighters Pass 2 will happen throughout 2021. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, like, I, because of what everything that's going on, I worked from home for about three months yeah. when COVID was at its worst in Chicago. And I think that working from home is one of those things where, like, it sounds like the absolute dream until you do it. Yeah. And then you realize that even though there are benefits, there are also drawbacks. And I can definitely, you know, I mean, it, like for any company, that's an enormous disruption to yeah. getting things done. And I think especially if you're used to, you know, like doing like character modeling work or things like that, you know, at a studio where you have all these resources. Yeah. Like it's just inevitably going to slow stuff down. So I totally get it. Yeah, me too. Like I, I don't. I'm not like mad at Nintendo or blame Sakuranko for that at all. I think yeah. they're, I think they're doing the best with what they've got. You Me know? too. We also got another little piece of news. Ooh. Uh, Nintendo announced Pikmin 3 Deluxe for the Switch. Yay! Yeah. Finally. <laughs> yeah. We've, uh. we've been predicting we've been <laughs> predicting a Pikmin trilogy for yeah. the Switch for for like over a year now. Yeah. It feels like I've been doing that since the beginning of the podcast. At right. least since like the Pikmin episode, probably. Yeah. Um. Maybe, yeah. I, I don't know if we were predicting if we predicted any like right. games in the Pikmin episode. Because I'm sure at that point we were just talking about when Olimar comes back. Will he have a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> he did not oh, have a mustache. When I fucked back. up. You did fuck up. Uh, <laughs> but probably at least since like our first Nintendo Direct prediction episode, however many moons ago that was. <laughs> right. Yeah we we were always predicting like a pack with all three games. Yeah. Uh, they have opted instead to do an enhanced version of the third game by right. itself uh, with new missions featuring Olimar and Louie mm-hmm. and uh, and also all of the DLC from the, the original release just packed in there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's great. Yeah, I, I love this. I played Pikmin 3 on the Wii U a bunch and it's really good. Yeah, uh, I, I was there while you played it. Yes, and uh, so I, I definitely welcome this opportunity for more people to check it out. Yeah, me me too. I, I think that game's really underrated. Uh, it was a really fun experience, um, mm-hmm. even just like watching you play mostly. I I think I think really we played it. I think maybe I had the controller sometimes. I forget. I don't remember. Mm, it was a long time ago. Yes, it was. Um, but yeah, it's either way, good shit. Good shit. Also, I'm not sure... Uh, like there's very few games on the Wii U that are left at this point, mm-hmm. uh, particularly ones that didn't rely heavily on <laughs> the the second screen on the gamepad, right? As like you know an integral part of its control scheme. Um, no Nintendo Land, no Game and Wario. Like I don't think we'll ever get uh Switch 
hmm. versions of those. Sure. Um, the, yeah, all I can think of that's left, like that could be on the Switch, mm-hmm. is Star Fox Zero with yeah. you know with just an overhauled control scheme, so it control like a normal video game. That would be great. Um, and uh, and Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yes, that was the main one I was thinking of. Yeah, I fingers crossed that we'll get it. Um, Xenoblade definitive edition uh cracked a million copies like in its first month nice so i think there's hope for nintendo treating xenoblade like a legit franchise and and maybe giving us a port of x down the line cool a port that would actually like we'd actually be able to do like online oh yeah like co-op in oh man i'd be all about that yeah let's Uh. fight big things together in mechs yeah no that sounds fantastic yeah i really hope like if one more Wii U game gets a Switch port, I hope it's Xenoblade X. Me too. Yeah, with all of my heart. <laughs> um, and actually, that uh, that reminds me, in speaking of news, Nintendo did its fiscal year earnings mm-hmm. for March, uh, from for April to June 2020. Sure. Uh, and and they're they're bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> they are absurd. Uh-huh. Like they're they are making so much money right now. Um. Smash Ultimate is on the verge. Of, it's it's sold like 19 million copies worldwide. Yeah. It's on the verge of hitting that 20 million marker that that you and I both <laughs> doubted, right? Uh-huh. Um Animal Crossing has already like fucking rocketed past that. It's, yeah. It sold 22 million copies in 3 months. I'm just imagining like like Smash Ultimate kind of almost like the the whatever probe that is like the d- discovery probe that they shot out past pluto uh-huh. you know it's like launched in the 70s it finally passes by and then tom nook and isabel in a rocket ship are just like yeah and uh and yeah i could like like animal crossing is already kind of like it could dethrone Mario Kart 8 as the like best-selling Switch game yeah. in its lifetime. Which is crazy, because Mario Kart just does insane numbers for some reason. <laughs> yeah, insane numbers for like the entire lifespan of, of a system. Yeah. Smash Ultimate, though, is in third place. It mm-hmm. is now Nintendo's third best-selling Switch game. Yeah, that's the bronze medal. Yeah, that, that, that's... That's crazy for a Smash game. Like, Smash, yeah. Smash never did numbers that good. It's done good numbers, but it's never mm-hmm. been a... Th- the third best-selling game for a system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, for first party, anyway, who may, maybe, uh, maybe Crash Bandicoot is, I, you know, <laughs> I don't think Crash is beating any of those games, but... Right. Hey, you never know. I never know. Yeah. Also, the Switch itself is now the second best-selling Nintendo console of all time. Nice. Uh, well, technically, they, they released a, a, a chart that shows... It at the end of June, almost passing the NES as the ah. second best selling. So it'll, right? It'll be. It probably is second best selling right now because mm-hmm. it was literally like, just like a, a couple thousand units. It was short, basically. Nice. Um, it it still has a ways to go before it beats the Wii, but it's uh, sure. The Switch is a success. It is. Uh, oh yeah. It is. It is doing great. Good. It yeah. deserves it. It does. This is. As far as I'm concerned, the best console they've released in a good long while. Yeah. Definitely in my top five consoles all time, I think. Nice. Like, even outside of Nintendo. Just, cool. Just a 
just a good a good fucking console. Yeah, off the top of my head, I'd say the same. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's talk about the DC Fandom. Okay. So DC Fandom is uh is a thing being run by DC Comics. It's going to be all digital. Right. It's basically yeah, it's a it's a digital convention uh on August 22nd that's going to be all kinds of DC news. Yeah. Like they're going to announce movie stuff, TV show stuff, and of course video game stuff. Which is why we care. Yeah, that's why we care. We like, don't give a shit about movies. <laughs> I mean, we give a shit about movies, just not this no. podcast. <laughs> I do give a shit about movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I forgot to mention Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming out October 30th. Ooh, just in time to have a spooky Halloween Pikmin time. <laughs> and that's worth noting because Nintendo is like has made a game announcement for a game that's coming out in October, and it's at the very end of the month. Mm-hmm. That kind of implies... That it's unlikely any Nintendo games will be coming out before October 30th. Mm, right. Because otherwise they would have announced them earlier. Sure. So that means that the next game that Nintendo announces uh, will probably be like a November game. Okay. Um, so I, I think I think that September Nintendo Direct is still possible. Nice. Um, that's like a big boy <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Right. I, I wonder if Bravely Default we'll get an October announcement because like, I think, mm. I think Nintendo's publishing that. Okay. Um, I think they still could, I think there could still be a partner showcase sometime this month. Sure. Yeah. So maybe we'll be talking about that alongside the DC fan dome. Yeah. Dome. Van dome. Dome. So yeah, there, there's going to be a whole bunch of DC stuff there. Some of the non game things will be present include uh wonder woman, 1986, 84, 84? Yeah, it's Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah. Why why, why didn't you wait two years? (laughs) So that you could be correct. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I'm just making sure this isn't a correction. (laughs) Wonder Woman 1984. uh, She, uh, yeah. That that movie, that'll be there. Uh, I'm excited about 84. I, I, I like the wonder woman i like the first wonder woman movie first wonder woman movie was really good yeah yeah so i i'm also excited for 84 and unfortunate that it hasn't come out because (laughs) because of reasons uh it'll be cool if they just announced like yeah we're just gonna release it digitally i'd love that watch it on hbo max Uh, i yeah okay fine yeah I'll subscribe for that. Yeah. And then I can just binge the entirety of The Wire or something while I'm subscribed. Yeah. I worth it. Yeah, I subscribed to HBO Max. Watch the the four, like, old Batman movies. Ooh. Yeah, like uh-huh. Batman, Batman Returns. The, sure. The George Clooney ones. The Batman and Robin. Batman yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the George Clooney ones. Yeah. Yeah. I was just naming them. <laughs> um... <laughs> They only need to be known as the George Clooney ones. <laughs> I see. Um, and then I'll... Uh, and then maybe Young Justice Outsiders will be on there. I don't mm. know if it is yet. But right. they're they're slowly migrating all of the DC Universe shit. Uh-huh. Because okay. they're... Yeah, the DC... We're like, yeah, we're doing a, a streaming service called DC Universe. It's all the DC <laughs> stuff. And, no, and obviously no one's watching it. Right. Because like... You need more than that. Yes. 
I yeah, even I did not subscribe to DC Universe. I even one would I wonder if like if instead of all the Marvel stuff being on Disney Plus, if they had done like a Marvel streaming service, I even wonder if like that would have been successful. Uh, I yeah, I I think you would have a better shot than DC, but I yes. also think that it would have done a fraction of the numbers <laughs> that it is made as part of the Disney Plus package. Agreed. Yeah. So, because now I can watch Iron Man and Homeward Bound, baby. <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> excellent selection of two movies out of all of disney plus catalog that that really yeah that's those are the oh, highlights yeah. those are the highlights mm. yeah i'm i'm very like you know i'm i don't need more subscription services <laughs> right. i'm sick of the fact that we're getting more subscription services <laughs> but i am at least relieved that like warner brothers has clearly realized that dc universe was a mistake yes and they're in the process of phasing it out and just dumping <laughs> all of it onto HBO Max. Agreed. I appreciate that. Me too. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good Good on Gal Gadot. Yeah. Robert Pattinson will be present, so they will probably be talking about the Batman. Right. Maybe we'll see our first footage of that. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. I'll be really interested to see what he's like as Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I I, have, I think he'll surprise us. You I know? agree. Yeah. I think he'll be cool. Me like, too. Like Ben Affleck was was fairly cool. You yeah. Know? Like he he didn't really have a, a really any great vehicles to perform in. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like we we didn't really get to see him as Batman in in anything that was good. There was even a Twitter campaign where it was hashtag not your fault, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. I'm I'm glad that at least a sizable amount of the community. Thought yeah. That. Yeah. Um, One thing that I really appreciated about his run that had nothing to do with him, unfortunately, is that instead of him just doing like a goofy Batman voice, he had like a voice modulator. Oh. Um, which is just better. It's just like a really nice touch. It seems like something that Batman would actually do. You're right. Yeah. I kind of I kind of like the I kind of like actors doing goofy Batman voices, though. There, there's something in there that's maybe almost nostalgic to me. Even in the Nolan Batmans? Oh, the, like the Nolan Batman Batman voice is terrible. <laughs> yes. But at this point, it's also iconic. I see. Sort of like David Hayter is solid state. Yeah, exactly. You just associate. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking David Hayter is garbage snake voice. I don't think it's garbage, but I think, no, it's, all, I think it's also kind of an acquired taste, yes. right? Yeah. Um. Like we we love David Hater as Snake, but it's also because we've heard David Hater as Snake for twenty years. David Hater as Snake is like a funky cheese. <laughs> you know, you might initially open up the packaging and be like, "Whoa, boy, that reeks!" But then you pop it in your mouth, and you're like, "Oh, there are subtle qualities to this that I didn't initially see." Thanks, David Hater, for letting us in, uh, letting yourself into our mouths and yes. giving. Giving us that subtle taste. Yes, we appreciate your sustenance. Uh, Colonel, <laughs> I'm a funky cheese. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. I'm filled with a subtle flavor, Colonel. Now go rescue Meryl. Mm, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Robert Pattinson will be a funky cheese, too. <laughs> Maybe he will. Maybe he'll be the funkiest of cheeses. Uh, just and entering our taste buds with, with a warm glass of milk. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not what I drink cheese with. There's enough lactose in cheese. <laughs> I don't need the milk. <laughs> Get double dairy, man. <laughs> That'd be a great... Uh, what was... Uh, in, Kill two cows with one meal. In, in all that, Keenan would play the superhero who was lactose intolerant. That was oh, his weakness. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think his name was Super Dude. Right, right, yeah. yeah. And all of his villains were like, a milkman. Right, yeah, like Kel would just come out in like a stick of butter costume. Yeah, that's right, yeah, I yeah. forgot about Kel as a stick of butter. But anyway, yeah, Double Dairy, great villain for Super Dude. Ah, uh, yeah, yes. That was the point of this tangent. Played by Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yes, yes, great. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I think... I think the Batman has potential, or at least I think Robert Batman as the Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> he just changed his name. <laughs> Look, I know you weren't taking me seriously, <laughs> so I changed my name to Robert Batman. <laughs> Peter Man is Spider Parker. He. <laughs> <laughs> He's like meeting someone for the first time and he gets really nervous. Hi, I'm Peter Man. I mean, uh, shit. <laughs> Spider Parker? No. The, the, that was, I was referencing uh, an outtake from Spider-Man Homecoming where uh, where where his friend Ned just blurts that out in an outtake. Uh, yeah. You'll have to excuse me for not being aware of that common knowledge. <laughs> well, you've, I, I, I'm pretty sure I... It's. I don't blame you for not remembering this video that you watched like three years ago, but uh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the same blooper reel where uh, Tom Holland it was was like it's the scene where Peter's at a party and he's and he's like, oh, this is your parents' house. That's cool. My parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory of that, but that is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Good bloopers. Anyway. Um, I think Robert Pattinson as Batman has potential. I don't know if the Batman will be a good movie just because, yeah. uh, WB's DC cinematic universe track record has been a little spotty. Agreed. Yeah. Maybe they'll learn their lessons. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson will be there, uh, presumably, uh, teasing Black Adam. Cool. The Black Adam movie. Yeah. If I haven't already mentioned on the podcast that he's a great choice to play Black Adam, he's a Ex- great choice to play Black Adam. Excellent choice to play Black Adam, yeah. Um, and Zachary Levi will also be there, so, hmm. you know. Yeah. So he'll be there. <laughs> Zachary Levi plays Shazam. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, in, right. In the Shazam movie, so, uh, so presumably he will have something to do with the Black Adam movie also. Cool. I still got to watch Shazam. I still got to watch Shazam too. It's on HBO Max. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Boy, I really got to get HBO Max going. (laughs) Maybe I'll drop something else and subscribe to that. Yeah. uh, When Xbox Game Pass is done uh, sponsoring us, maybe HBO Max can also sponsor (laughs) us. Yeah, come on. HBO. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Get get that... That's... Smash Bros. fans money. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm I've I have legit been increasingly tempted by HBO Max. They keep putting good stuff on there. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, 
And James Gunn's Suicide Squad movie will be there. Oh, nice. Uh, or presumably. James, right. James Gunn has been confirmed as a guest, and also several cast members of Suicide hmm. Squad, such as Margot Robbie, etc., will also be part of the fandom. So, cool. Yeah. Well, I, I hope it's good. I saw um, Birds of Prey in theaters. That was one of the last pre-quarantine movies I saw in theaters, and right. I really liked it. Yeah, I've I've heard, uh, I remember that you really like Birds of Prey. I still need to watch Birds of Prey, and I really like to. You know where Birds of Prey is? HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Go with shit! <laughs> I, I just, we should just end the episode now so I can go subscribe. <laughs> I can watch Birds of Prey, Shazam. Anyone not sponsoring us is missing the fuck out. <laughs> See, right. Yeah. We just talk about we, shit we like all the time. Yeah, we are incredible at ads. <laughs> and you just, you yes. need to give us money so we can stop just plugging your shit for free. In fact, you already owe us money because we're plugging your shit yeah, for free. Yeah, pay the fuck up, HBO. Yeah. Max. <laughs> HBO and Max, you both owe us money. Yes. Yeah. Not not you, Max Lando. No. If you'd like to give, we give miss me, you. Yeah, we miss you. You don't have to give me any money, Max. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I I hope James Gunn's Suicide Squad is also good. Mm-hmm. Uh, After his like unceremonious ouster from uh, from Marvel, it'll be interesting to see how much like just hate and frustration he channels into making that movie good. I mean, he got hired back, so. Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> he's no longer been ousted for Marvel. Now, like, he's just doing this as kind of, like... Maybe it still stings, yeah. you know? You get a paper cut at heels, but sometimes you think, boy, that paper cut sucked. Sure. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm going to use this energy to make a sandwich. <laughs> I just want a super cut of all the times... You get a fact completely wrong, and then you just fumble to save it. For I'm like sorry three that I'm not a living encyclopedia. <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't keep tabs on James Gunn's life. But we're here to talk about the games. Right. So, speaking of Suicide Squad, there's one game that is confirmed to be at the Fandome. Ooh. Rocksteady's next project. Mm. And uh, they've announced that their next project is a Suicide Squad game. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's a great IP for them. It's a great IP for them. Uh, it's still a little sad that it's not a Matrix game. Yes, that yeah. is true. Yeah. I'll always be sad at the lack, generally, of Matrix games since the early 2000s. Yeah, oh, we've got... We were so excited for, like, a Rocksteady Matrix game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'd be so good. It, yeah, it'd be incredible. Suicide Squad is still, like, a good use of their skill set, though. Oh, for sure. No, I'm definitely pumped about a Rocksteady Suicide Squad game. Yeah, apparently it's going to be kind of a game-as-a-service deal, like a game that's kind of continuously updated okay. uh, with new content. It'll have online co-op. Uh, that's pretty much all we know about it. Uh, I think it's been kind of implied, I think either through like rumor channels or just Rocksteady themselves, that the, that their presence at the DC fandom will be very small. They're not really ready Mm. to show that game off. Sure. Um, so I wouldn't really expect gameplay. I'd expect kind of a cinematic trailer that maybe shows some of the members of the Suicide Squad we presumably will be able to play as in the game. Okay. Um... So, a couple questions. Mm-hmm. I'll say this question first, because if I say the other question first, 
uh, the, it's got so many hypotheticals attached to it that we'll get lost in those hypotheticals and I'll forget I even had the other question. Sure. Um, so first question, do you think that we will be able to create our own Suicide Squad member oh, as part of this video game? No. Okay. I like that idea, though. Yeah. I think that maybe there will be a story mode where you play as different Suicide Squad yeah. members, but then there will be kind of like a multiplayer like uh, GTA Online style shit where you create your own Suicide Squad hmm. member and, and go nuts. I like that idea. Yeah. So speak, but talking about like the actual members of the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. which Suicide Squad members? <sighs> which members of the Suicide Squad do you think we'll be able to play as in this game? So I'm just going to get Harley Quinn out of the way now. Oh yeah, Harley that's Quinn. A guarantee. Yes. Uh, besides her, I think there's a lot of potential fluctuation there. Yeah. So here's. Here are the casts of both Suicide Squad movies. Okay. For the second one, I'll say what we have confirmed so far, because there's a lot we don't have confirmed so far. Sure. Um, the first movie had these characters involved in the Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, the Joker, right? Deadshot, Rick Flagg, Captain Boomerang, uh, Deadshot being Gun Guy, sure. uh, played by Will Smith. Rick Flagg being kind of a normal dude that, like, leaves the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Boomerang being an Australian dude that throws boomerangs. Great. Very, very funny. Um, El Diablo uh, as a spooky man. Uh, Killer Croc. Uh, big, big old crocodile man. Uh, Enchantress. Right. Uh, she got she got spells and stuff. Uh, Katana uh, as, you know, swordswoman. Sure. And, what uh, kind of sword does she use? Uh, a machete. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, and Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, right? Uh, who uh, is not my favorite and most iconic uh, <laughs> rendition of Amanda uh-huh. Waller, which is Amanda Waller from Justice League Unlimited, right? Best version of the character, great, bar none. Um, it's a great show, by the way. Yeah, is it on HBO Max? I don't think it is yet. Okay, but maybe it will be sure. inevitably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> subscribe to HBO Max now. Hypothetically, you could be able to watch Justice League Unlimited in the future. Yeah, I think everything that has and was on, uh, yeah, I I think everything currently and previously on uh DC Un- Unlimited DC yeah. Universe uh will be on HBO Max. Like, that makes inevitably, sense. and they did have Justice League Unlimited on there. So cool. The confirmed cast of the second movie so far, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Rick Flagg, and Amanda Waller, all reprising their roles. Right. Um, uh, new Suicide Squad members include Polka Dot Man, <laughs> uh, a dude with polka dots on his suit, and like the polka dots can like detach from his suit and turn into different gadgets. Incredible. Uh, Rat Catcher. All right. Uh, I think like just like a, a dude in a gas mask with a flamethrower or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and King Shark. Uh, that sounds a lot like Killer Croc, but uh, but he's he's a shark and not a croc. Sure. Oh, just thought of Baby Shark for the first time in a while. Do 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 do. King Shark do 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 do. Uh, and in addition to those characters, there are many celebrities that are going to be in that movie in undisclosed roles, hmm. including Idris Elba, who was initially going to replace Will Smith as Deadshot, but now he'll be a brand new character, Ooh. or you know, a different character. Uh, I figured Will Smith wasn't coming back. 
yeah. something in my soul just told me that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah. I any time I would be on that set, I would have to remember working with Jared Leto, and I'm just not doing that. <laughs> uh, uh, I just saw about John Cena, Storm Raid, uh, Flula Borg. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. I'm sorry, Flula. I apologize. I shouldn't have snorted at your name. It's not your fault. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Peter Capaldi. Hmm. Pete Davidson. Okay. Alice Braga. Sean Gunn, of course. <laughs> right. Michael Rooker. Taito Watiti. Joaquin. Uh, Joaquin? Joaquin. Joaquin Cosio. Juan Diego Bato and several actors without Wikipedia articles. That's a cast. That that's a fucking cast. That's right a very there. eclectic cast. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um so like uh man, I don't uh I I don't know where to where to start, like what a lot of these yeah. guys could be. I think one of these people is gonna be Bane. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, um hopefully one of uh you know, one of the Hispanic actors. Uh, yes, yeah, that's fair. Um, but uh, you know, they could make Bane John Cena. I was thinking that. Yeah, I kind of hope that they don't because sure. I think I think a lot of Bane is kind of you know, yeah. I think a big part of Bane is that he is at least part Hispanic. Sure. Apparently, I'm looking this up now. Apparently, he's half Hispanic and half British. Hmm. Uh, his father, King Snake, was was some British guy. So okay, yeah. But, uh, Unless, of course, he's from the third Nolan Batman movie. In which case, who knows what's happening with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> That's it's my favorite like Lego Batman line. It's great. Uh, and um, That fight in the third Nolan Batman movie where Bane breaks Batman's back is so great and so iconic. And then he's just going like, victory has defeated you. He's like a weird leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine if he had a normal voice, what that fight would have been like. Yeah, it's it's funny how you say this, like, the, that that scene was so iconic. But like, uh, you know, I, I guess the comics did it so much better. And I mm. saw it in the comics first. That, sure. it, that even that scene didn't really feel iconic in the movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, in, in a vacuum, yeah. Well, I'm out of a vacuum. His his voice is iconic, though, for better or for worse. <laughs> I mean, we were using the word in different contexts, but you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny that. Uh, man, yeah, do you, like, this, this list of actors, can you think of any other, like, DC characters you'd attach them to? Idris Elba as the question. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Thanks. I feel like the question is too, like, good-aligned to be in this mm. movie. Well, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be a part of the Suicide Squad. Oh, no, not necessarily. But I think Aegis Elba will be a member of the Suicide Squad. I, think oh, I that's, see. I think that's heavily implied. Who, so, like, in DC, I'm sure this has changed constantly, but, like, who are some iconic members from the comics of the Suicide Squad? Because I just don't know. Okay, yeah. Let's, uh, let's see if I can have my memory refreshed here. Okay. So here's some that haven't appeared sure. in either movie yet. Um Plastique. Okay. Uh this this uh woman that uses like explosives and stuff. She was in that uh Justice League Unlimited episode that was very uh mm. that that was that was meant to be a Suicide Squad episode, but uh <laughs> that show was technically for kids, so they called right. it Task Force X. Right. 
Um, it was you know, a pretty good substitute name. Considering. Yeah, yeah, not not bad. Um, Killer Frost. Oh, nice. Right. Uh, yeah, bitch, bitch mur- murders with ice. Uh, Parasite has been a member of the Suicide Squad in the past. Okay. Um, Captain Cold. Ah. <laughs> So I was just imagining John Cena as Captain Cold. <laughs> Ooh. Peter Capaldi as Captain Cold. Ah, uh, that'd be that would be cool. <laughs> oh, ha, ha. Woo! Um Sportsmaster. <laughs> John Cena as Sportsmaster. Oh shit. Oh, please. Oh shit. Please do that, DC. Oh shit. Um Let's see, King Shark, uh, Bronze Tiger, oh, Copperhead. Oh, um, maybe uh, Flutaborg, Fl- Flulaborg could do that. I don't know who Flulaborg is. Um, let me remember who Flulaborg is. Oh yeah, actually, I forgot that Copperhead is a man, except in one Batman Arkham game. Flulaborg is a man. Oh, sorry, Flula. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm fucking you up today, Flula. I apologize. He's a German actor, musician, comedian, YouTuber, and DJ. Oh. Who is also known simply as Flula or DJ Flula. So he could be Copperhead. Yeah. Oh, uh, Clue Master. Who's, ah. Uh, who's, who's kind of like a, like a villainous version of Oracle. Okay. He also just sounds like the Diet Coke version of Riddler. The the Clock King William Talkman, uh, is, uh, that that's a Peter Capaldi ass from oh, right yeah. there. Yeah. Although now I'm just picturing John Cena as whatever role you say. <laughs> um, Solomon Grundy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh. Ooh, Count Vertigo, a villain that gives people vertigo. Ah, uh, yeah, he's he was in Young Justice. He's kind of cool. Yeah, you no, know, he sounds he he sounds like one of those characters where like initially you go like, oh, that's it, and then there are actually really cool applications of his powers. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Duella Dent, the Joker's daughter. Oh yeah, uh, might might be weird to have her and Harley Quinn just like yeah. hanging out. So maybe not her. Uh, ooh. I figured out who Idris Elba's going to be. Okay. Deathstroke. Uh, yeah. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then you could have a fight against John Cena, who I'm officially predicting is playing Solomon Grundy. <laughs> <laughs> I could see John Cena playing, um, like, some kind of hero or anti-hero that the Suicide Squad fights. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like <laughs> maybe like Guardian or something. Just like sure. some C-list DC hero. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's just really weird ass members, like characters just join the Suicide Squad briefly, like General Zod. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a decent, that's yeah, the d- d- decent, uh, line, line up there. Good primer. Yeah. So who, so out of those, did, did any pop out as, uh, as characters you think would be playable in a Suicide Squad game? Uh, so probably not, you know, Count Vertigo, for instance. Right. Uh, Killer Frost. I could yeah. see them doing something cool with Killer Frost. I could see that too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I think, I think Harley Quinn, Deadshot, mm-hmm. Captain Boomerang, nice. are are locks. Yeah. I think Deathstroke's in there. Yeah. 
Um, I would love to play as Captain Boomerang in a video game. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I think Katana might be a contender actually. Okay, I'm really that's that's five characters. I I kind of see the game launching with like six max, and then sure. like. And then they'll add new characters over the course of the game's lifespan. That makes sense. As, as expensive DLC. I'm really curious as to what the structure of this game is going to be. Yeah. Like whether it'll be kind of a free roaming Arkham style experience or maybe something more structured and linear, you know? Yeah. I'm really interested to see because I was thinking to myself like, oh, it'll be so cool to, you know traverse city x wherever this game takes place right like Bloodhaven uh, or right Gotham or whatever um, yeah. as all these different suicide squad characters maybe they'll have different ways to move around yeah but maybe that just won't be a part of the game at all you know yeah. uh i'll be i'm really curious to learn more yeah Ooh, maybe like uh because i'm wondering if suicide squad will take place in kind of the arkham universe <laughs> that'd be cool and i wonder if they'll use characters like maybe like firefly right oh yeah because like, he can like jetpack around and that'd be really neat yeah yeah that'd yeah, be yeah. really neat yeah um scarecrow scarecrow yeah yeah that, that could be neat that could be neat okay yeah, we got to talk about weird DC villains for a bit. That was nice. Yeah, I always like doing that in any context. <laughs> um, so that that's confirmed to be there. I think they'll just be kind of a like a CG reveal that, sure. that shows us some some Suicide Squad members will will get to play as. Yeah. Maybe they'll go the Mortal Kombat route and just like put some rap music in there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you know. That was the whole thought. There's no more thought to it than that. I, th- I thought you were about to start rapping for a second. <laughs> no. <Don't. laughs> um. So that yeah. So that's that's what'll be there. Got some. Uh, so let's let's predict some stuff. So one thing yeah. I'm, I'm sure maybe they'll announce a mobile game or two. Like whatever. Sure. Um. WB Montreal's Batman game is heavily rumored to be there. Hmm. Um. So you know, I think it's called. I think it's rumored to be called Gotham Knights, K N I G H T S. Of course. And there's also a rumor that the Court of Owls is is heavily involved. Nice. They'd be the main villain. But one thing I like about the Arkham games is that there's a lot of like other right uh, Batman villains kind of scattered throughout the game. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. One like one thing I like about the Arkham games is they use a lot of like you know villains you'd expect but also mm-hmm. also a lot of like really obscure ones sure. i'm really wondering like what they've got left to work with like in the roster you know like i'm sure there'll be a returning villain here and there sure uh but we've already had a batman arkham game with like professor pig in it yeah we've already yeah. had the mad hatter you know like mm-hmm. which uh, was a great part of whichever game that was i think it was arkham the third City? one how uh, was it i i feel like it was three I I don't know. Yeah, it was whichever was... one it was, great. Yeah, good. Yes, and like we were, yeah, they've already done Deathstroke. They've mm-hmm. already have they done like Anarchy? Have they done Anarchy? They did Anarchy in Origins. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. so I like I I feel like there's stuff because Batman's oh. Rogues Gallery is fucking enormous. Yeah, but yeah, they've they've definitely done kind of a lot of the at least the highlights that I'm aware of. Yeah, so uh, I'll be really interested to see what they pull out. I'm sure Batman has had like a couple like cool new villains like in the comics that I'm unaware of like sure. over the past decade. So yeah, maybe maybe uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they'll they'll be something cool. I'm sure they'll yeah. they'll come up with a cool roster without relying too much on on old favorites. 
One thing that I'm curious about is just in terms of kind of the Court of Owls is involved, maybe some member of the Court of Owls will be the kind of primary and final antagonist of the game. Yeah. But if they decide to do kind of an Arkham City thing where, like, you think it's one character, then you think it's another character, then it's another character. Yeah. Like, if it's not, you know, Joker and it's not Ra's al Ghul, then, like, who's going to be the I was actually reveal? just about to say maybe, like, the leader of the Court of Owls takes, out of his, takes off his mask and it's Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because, like, remember, he didn't actually die at the end of city Hmm. right or he dies but then like but i mean then you go back to his that area and his body has been recovered and he's like lazarus pitts jones exactly exactly with immortality yeah exactly so i think i think rachel ghoul coming back i i would not doubt that i mean and i'm i'm a rage fan i I wouldn't mind that yeah i like rage yeah they're the best boss fight in arkham city as far as i'm concerned well him or mr freeze Ooh, I'd I'd give the edge to Mister Freeze. That's fair. Yeah, but uh, but but Rage was fun. Yeah, Rage was a surprisingly fun boss fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I I think that'll definitely be shown. Hopefully, we get some gameplay of that. Yeah, I want gameplay of things. I don't know if we're gonna get it. <laughs> Me too. And hopefully, it won't be like a Street Fighter situation where it's like captured using some dude's phone from their desk. Oh yeah. Well, it won't be. This is a digital event. Uh, well, right, but I mean, even, like, when they revealed Dan, they were like, we don't have a lot, but here's some gameplay footage, and it was footage that was captured with a dude's phone from someone's desk. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot to put the Street Fighter, (laughs) uh, presentation, like, on our, yeah, yeah, I was gonna put that on, on our news, um, well. Here's some news. Yeah, here's, here's some news, they, (laughs) they, they did a, yeah, Street Fighter did a presentation, where they revealed four of the five upcoming characters in the last season. Uh, Dan Hibiki. Yeah. Rose. Yeah. Uh, Oro. Uh, Oro from yeah. Street Fighter Three, the Hermit. And Akira Kazama from Rival Schools. Who uh, some people are very excited about. <laughs> she's she's like a badass like motorcycle biker girl. Yeah, I mean, she looks great. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. I've and, just had no exposure to the Rival Schools franchise. Yeah, I haven't had much, but I'm aware of Akira Kazama just because her design's so iconic. That's like, fair. she has like a biker helmet that looks like a skull. That's cool. Ah, nice. Yeah, and uh, in Rival Schools, she was a high schooler when Sakura was also a high schooler. Mm. Um... And that's that's why she's in Street Fighter now because uh, because of the Sakura connection to Rival okay. Schools. Sakura was in a Rival Schools game. I really like that the Street Fighter franchise has just also become like the island of misfit Capcom characters. Yeah, just like randomly throwing like, "Hey, Cody's in here." Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, that guy who turns into a ninja and back is here. <laughs> uh, Poison's here. You know, yeah, just like just yeah. throwing people in there. Yeah, Z- Zeku is the guy who turns into a yes. ninja and back. Although he is from. A Street Fighter game. Oh, I figured he was from some other game. Uh, nope he's he was from Street Fighter One. Aha! But he is also a Strider Hiryu reference. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> just put a whole last Strider Hiryu in there, riding around <laughs> on a robot panther. <laughs> I think one of Zeku's costumes is actually like just a Strider costume, basically. Nice. And. Uh yeah, now Rival Schools has been enveloped into the Street Fighter canon. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about that because a Akira Kazama was a high schooler uh when Sakura was. Sakura is an adult now in the Street Fighter Five part of the right. timeline, which means Akira will also presumably be aged up and she'll be an adult. And that also means when Street Fighter Six rolls around, 
other rival schools characters can now join the roster <laughs> and have like aged up versions of like Batsu and shit. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Good for rival schools fans. Good for rival schools fans because they're not getting another rival schools <laughs> game ever. That's true. Yeah. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. Um so that was announced and also also like a release time frame of very slow. Yeah. Dan is coming out in December. Uh, just Rose... in time for your Christmas present. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> uh, Rose is coming out spring 2020. And Dan is coming out winter 2020, not, right. not just December. So he could slide into like January or February 2021. Really. Sure. Um, and then Oro and uh, Akira will come out summer 2020. And uh, and then the fifth character will come out fall or winter 2020. So Street Fighter V is getting maybe more legs than I was anticipating because, because of COVID. Yeah, just a very small amount of legs stretched over a long <laughs> period of time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's obviously because of COVID and the fact that they're probably down to like a skeleton crew over there. Oh, yeah. I think most of Capcom Street Fighter team is now currently working on Street Fighter VI yeah. without... Yoshinoro Ono cuz he's retiring. He, yeah, he just uh he just revealed that he's he's leaving Capcom uh this summer. Yeah. And I should have seen that coming when he wasn't present for any of like the Street Fighter presentations. <laughs> I guess he's basically just sticking around to finish off Street Fighter 5 cuz yeah. you would you would think that that's, you know, kind of about how long it would take. Uh well, he's leaving this summer and Street Fighter 5 oh, stuff oh, is happening. Oh, okay, right. I was thinking of next summer for a second, but yeah, yeah that's right. No, he's leaving Never this mind. summer, yeah. So yeah, he actually he said fuck Street Fighter 5. I'm out. Sure yeah. you can. <laughs> I'm going to be sure him. you can throw a wall. No, yeah, I'll miss him too. Yeah, he's he's like one of my favorite video game people. For as long as I've had more than a fleeting interest in Street Fighter, he's been there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh so yeah, that'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see what that franchise is like now that he's gone yeah yeah hopefully it it innovates and becomes exciting again just like it yes. did when he he joined the street fighter team i agree yeah yeah oh man i'm gonna miss him me too um anyway yeah uh the, the street fighter stuff we're, we're getting some characters but we're getting them very very slowly yeah uh and yeah they they showed like they showed like phone camera footage of Dan for some reason. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, you don't have capture software anywhere right. in in Capcom offices. Like, Keats either just posted or retweeted someone saying like, "Did COVID slow down the production of these DLC characters?" Yes, of course it did. Does that mean they needed to capture footage of Dan using their phones? No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am excited for Dan though. Oh, me too. I, I'm excited to see. Uh, what? How they incorporate his taunt into his playstyle? Because yeah. they did say they were incorporating his taunt into his playstyle. I actually reinstalled Street Fighter Five because I deleted it from my PS4 so that I could brush up a little bit, so that when Dan comes out, you would have somebody in the house to play against. Oh, thanks, Sean. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know who I'm going to be playing as yet, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, when Dan comes out, I'm definitely going to pick him up. Um, I can see myself picking up Akira Kazama when when cool. she comes out because I have a feeling she's going to be like a pseudo grappler, mm. which which can be my jam, especially in Street Fighter. Yeah, you you like those guys, I those do. grappler, those grappler people. I do, Birdie. It's really interesting how when we first started playing fighting games together, 
I always picked the grappler, yeah. and now you always pick the grappler, and I almost never use grapplers. That's true. I like I'm I'm fairly versatile. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say I'd say I pick grapplers like roughly half the time. Sure. These days, yeah, but yeah. I like I don't know. I guess. For, I mean, first of all, there's always like one character in Nether Realm games that has normal inputs, and then all the other characters with grapple moves have this like funky input that I can't do. Right. So that didn't help. Yeah. And then also, I just kind of realized the more I've gotten into fighting games and actually tried to be competitive, that I'm more comfortable at like a mid range to long range range. Right. Uh. So. So yeah, I just don't play grapplers very much anymore. Netherrealm fighting games, that's a nice transition. Well, we were talking about the DC fandom, mm-hmm. making predictions for that. Uh, one thing that's very interesting DC fandom released this big list of uh, celebrities and people that will be there. Sure. Uh, one name nestled into this list is Ed Boon. Oh, Mr. Edward Boonison. Uh, the, uh, the head of Netherrealm Studios. That's not his full name. Which. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh which just basically wrapped up work on Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Uh honestly, I wasn't expecting uh any NetherRealm news for like another year basically. Yeah, I I think they've even they like he or or somebody on in NetherRealm has even said like, you know, we're we're not done supporting Mortal Kombat 11 yet, whatever that means. Huh. Um so I'll be interested to see whether this is him announcing Injustice 3 or announcing that some DC character is going to be in Mortal Kombat 11 or oh, that's what. The, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think of that. Uh, yeah. Of like, yeah, like maybe uh, what DC character could be in Mortal Kombat 11 besides the Joker? Harley Quinn? Oh, that, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm I, sure there's there's characters yeah, besides I'm, her. yeah. The swamp thing. <laughs> uh But yeah, I was I was actually thinking that like Injustice Three could be a distinct possibility, you mm-hmm. know, because like that's that's been kind of the Nether Realm cycle, right? Like sure. uh Nether Realm game comes out, it gets supported for a year, <laughs> a new game, a new Nether Realm game comes out the following year. Yeah. So Ed Boone coming out being like, Hey, Injustice Three, uh Fall 2021. Right. Here's here's a trailer. Here's just a CG trailer. Yeah. You don't get to see any gameplay until like next year. That would follow is. the pattern. It, yeah. Uh, a, a pattern that they broke recently because like the the Mortal Kombat 11 like news cycle hmm. was very short. Remember That's that? True. that yeah. Like true. got announced at the Game Awards and came out like four months later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they're not doing that this time. Maybe they're like. <laughs> Maybe we're like we're, we're back we're, to the way it was. Yeah, we're going to just tease you with Injustice Three like drips over the course of like the next year and a half. I would love for it to be Injustice Three because I love the Injustice franchise. I'm yeah. just better at that than I am at Mortal Kombat at this point. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm also much more into Injustice than I am into Mortal Kombat. Sure, but just holding back to block just feels real good. <laughs> uh, and. So if it's if it's Injustice Three, uh, which characters do you think will be in the reveal trailer? Hmm, I think it'll be two returning characters and one bonkers new character that will make the crowd go nuts. Yeah, I think it'll. I think it'll be like six characters, like 
like three or four returning characters mm-hmm. um and then like a a couple of like really cool newcomers nice um superman and batman i think the, those two were obvious yeah yeah and then i think like the uh, another couple of returning characters will be like ones that are cool but maybe a bit unexpected like i'm thinking maybe lobo oh nice lobo coming back from the first game that'd be great um and maybe a cool like female returning character hmm mm. oh probably just wonder woman maybe oh yeah yeah probably just wonder woman um but then like a cool like female newcomer sure and a cool like dude newcomer nice uh my vote for the dude is Static Shock. Ah, that would be so great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be really great. Yeah, he's he's the one that shows up at the very end of the trailer, and then everyone starts screaming. Yes, yeah, yeah, I I love that. Yeah, and uh, and the woman, the first thing that came to mind was Deathstroke's daughter Ravager. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, but I I feel like I feel like there's something cooler. Unfortunately, a lot of my knowledge of the DC universe comes from Injustice. <laughs> and there's like cool characters and stuff. And then I guess also like Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, and like Young Justice, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe like Zatanna is like a returning character. Oh, I would love that. I yeah. love Zatanna and Injustice 1. Yeah, she was she one was, of my favorite characters. Yeah, she was dope. Um, Oh, uh, Huntress. Ooh, that that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, hunters would be cool. Yeah, like both like connected to Batman mm-hmm. and also like a like a brand new like a brand new move set. Yeah. Yes. Um. Also, great in Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um. Just as a semi-related aside. Um. That's a good point because I I think characters from Birds of Prey and characters mm. from from any Suicide Squad could sure could be incorporated in that. I was actually about to say like maybe. Maybe Joker's new henchman from the comics, Punchline, could be in there. Oh, I don't know about Punchline. Yeah, she uh, she's Joker's new sidekick because, you know, uh, Harley's been out of the Joker sidekick okay. game for a while. That's a great name, by the way, Punchline. That took me a second. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's she's got a very cool design. Okay. Yeah. is Does she have powers or does she just punch people? Uh, I, I think she has a weapon, even. I don't think she even punches people. Oh, wow. That's the true punchline. <laughs> oh, she's got a fun, de- bleh, fun design. Very sinister, right? Yeah, clowny. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Yeah, if, if they put her in in Injustice, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, one other possibility is not impossible. It'd be it'd be really wild. Okay. But I can see like the trailer being like. Superman and Batman about to face off, right? Yeah. Uh and then and then like Power Girls there and uh and maybe like the Joker or like Harley Quinn is hanging around, right? Mm-hmm. Like some iconic like DC characters just kind of like facing off like like facing each other one on like Superman's like kind of authoritarian side. He's sure. a, he's escaped from his Superman bubble <laughs> and uh and you know, and then like on Batman's resistance side, there's uh, another bunch of characters, and they start like approaching each other, and then suddenly something gets like tossed at Superman from off screen, and it's it's hard to make out, and Superman catches it and like crunches it in his hand, mm-hmm. and then like as he 
Uh, and then the camera pans out to show what's in Superman's hand, and it's Captain America's shield. <laughs> and then, like, from the shadows, like, Captain America emerges, uh... and then, like, a laser gets shot at Batman's head, and then, like, <laughs> and then, like, as Batman, like, blocks it, like, Iron Man, like, like floats out, like, uh-huh. you know, like... Uh... Yeah, because you could just do Civil War yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and and then like it's just like you know Marvel versus DC universe. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that would be great. Yeah, that'd be and, so great. And they incorporate like like basically Injustice Three story would be about like the multiverse opening up, and then they <laughs> they uh, within that they they bump into Marvel as oh, one of the multiverses. God. That would be so great. Yeah, I don't know if that could get pulled off just from a perspective of Marvel and DC kind of working together on it. I, I think, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I, I don't I, think I, it's, I, it's a non zero chance. Yeah. I just don't know how, what chance I'm willing to ascribe to it. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it's a, it's a guaranteed thing either. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I think it's more likely than it's ever been. Sure. Uh, and I think that will kind of continue to like be the case. Um, just, uh, like ever since Marvel was acquired by Disney, um, like Disney and WB in particular have have played nice on several occasions, hmm. right? Uh, or rather, Disney and Warner Brothers, yeah. right? Disney who owns Marvel and Warner Brothers who owns DC, they play nice a yeah. lot. These I mean, days. even even going back as far as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, they've had collabs. Sure, they've had collabs, but uh, but like more recently, they've they've had some like big collabs, right? Uh, one. One in particular that I always kind of mention is that Warner Brothers uh, owns Lego, like the, mm. the Lego games and stuff. Right. Uh, and they have made Marvel Lego games. Okay. Right? So, like, they are they have been shaking, like, like Warner Brothers has been shaking hands with Disney sure. on multiple things. Um, like, yeah, that, it's, it's not the most likely thing in the world. They might still be like, no, no, those, those right. brands don't get to interact. <laughs> like... I can see Disney going like, oh no! If Marvel interacts with Disney, that on uh, if Marvel interacts with DC, that only helps you guys, <laughs> right? That only increases the sale of your property. Sure, yeah, and maybe they'd even be like, oh no, you you don't get to announce that we get to announce right. that. I can see that too. Sure, but uh, I, yeah, I really want that. I I feel a little bit like Injustice Three is more likely mm-hmm. uh, than Marvel versus DV, uh, DC. It'd be great, though. It'd be I great. Mean, God, just the possibility has me so excited. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I feel like maybe there's a possibility that we see it by the end of the decade. Okay. Uh, one thing, one thing worth noting is, uh, DC was in contention to get bought by several companies, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or rather, uh, or rather, WB Games was in contention to right. get bought by multiple companies. Um. And uh, that would come along with uh, Warner Brothers, like, video game rights and stuff. Sure. AT&T, who owns Warner Brothers? I forgot about this. Oh. Yeah. Um, announced, like, today, the day we're recording this, that they're no longer selling WB games. Okay. They're like, no, we're keeping WB games, <laughs> and we're going to keep, like, we're going to keep doing stuff with WB games. Okay. So so there's that. Uh, there, it looked... For a minute, that there was a timeline where Disney bought DC, <laughs> right? That would be nuts for them to have the Marvel and yeah. DC properties at I, the I same th- time. I think that's 
I think that's too much power for one company to have, honestly. <laughs> we got to get the trust busters in there to break them up if that happens. Yeah. That's yeah, that, that's that's too much. Like that's like Dis- Disney always kind of makes their purchases like at kind of like a, a subtle like clever rate that doesn't make you think, "Ooh, Disney's got too much. They own too much." You <laughs> uh-huh. know? Uh but I think if they ever bought DC, I, that would like be like, "Oh, they own too much." Yeah. They they've got they've got their full control over way too many things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in some ways, like it it'd be just mind blowing to to see to see more collab potential between Marvel and DC stuff. Oh, but for I, sure. I think uh, I think if if that happened in a timeline where DC bought Marvel, it'd uh, be like the or, United States and Russia fusing into one nation. Like there's just even though there'd be a lot of potential, there's also something wrong with it. Stay tuned for 2022. Uh, yeah, well. Uh, so, yeah, like, something feeling wrong is, is definitely a good way to put, like, a Disney, like, DC, like, a merger, like, <laughs> right. acquisition thing, yeah. And any more Injustice 3 or, uh, or like, you know, or what, what Ed Boon's next game is? Any more thoughts on that? Uh, I hope it's good. Me too. I yeah, I have a lot of faith that it will be good. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're they're good at making fighting games, and the the move sets will be will be awesome. Oh um, yeah. Oh, do you do you think that they'll announce something that solidifies them even more as a company that tends to not make great decisions in this era? <laughs> uh... Like, do you think they'll be like and introducing? J.K. Rowling is the new voice of Harley Quinn. Ooh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen. No, that no, that specifically won't happen. Uh, that's a well because it's it's DC focused. Like the first thing I thought of was like J.K. Rowling is involved in something somehow, right? But since Harry Potter is not a DC character, I don't think that's actually going to happen, right? Oh, oh. Ooh, so this obviously wouldn't come up for like another year. Mm-hmm. But what guest characters do you think Injustice Three would have? Voldemort, <laughs> not really. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually, like here, like Harry Potter, like there's a there's maybe there's like a one percent chance of that, but there's right. still like a non-zero percent chance sure. of that. Like WB game, like WB. I think this is actually the game where we get Neo. I was thinking that too. I yeah. think that if if it's going to be any Injustice game, it's got to be Injustice Three. Yeah. They've got the new movie that's in production right now. Yeah, it just feels like the right time. Yeah, although I do like we don't really know the plot of the Matrix Four yet, right? That's true. And uh, and I could see it being a movie where uh, Neo kind of passes the reins to like a new character. Yeah. Although I could also just see them, I mean, just for the purposes of doing a guest character, wanting to do kind of a nostalgia thing to sell more. Oh, sure. But I do I do wonder if it'll just be like the protagonist of Matrix 4 that isn't Neo that, right. gets, that gets selected just for marketing reasons. Sure, I could see that. Yeah, uh, that, that'd be kind of funny and sad at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is the year Neo. I think... Uh, I mean, really, my dream Matrix guest character, I think I've even said this before on the pod, is Agent Smith rather than Neo. Right. Uh, but I'll take Neo. Yeah. I, uh... You know, there'll, there'll be Mortal Kombat character, maybe Mortal Kombat characters. Sure. Uh... Maybe Johnny Cage this time. <laughs> That'd be really great. Yeah. Johnny Cage could just spend the whole time thinking that he's really in a superhero movie. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be awesome. That'd mm-hmm. be a great take. 
also maybe Sonya Blade because we haven't had any uh we haven't had any women from from Mortal Kombat yet. That's true. Yeah, not voiced by Ronda Rousey this time. F- fuck, please. <laughs> yeah. Do not bring her back. Yeah, please. That would be great if uh, you did not do that. In terms of like, you know, like Hell Hellboy and Spawn, well, Spawn was Mortal Kombat, but Hellboy yeah. and Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really peaked with the Ninja Turtles. I'm I'm yeah. not sure how they would improve after that. Right? And I feel like there was a there was who who is the who are the guests besides Hellboy and the Turtles? There's another like Yeah. Oh, so, uh well Sub-Zero. Oh, Sub and Raiden. Sub-Zero, Raiden, Hellboy and and the Turtles. Was that really it? Yeah, actually, yeah, looking at the roster. Um Yep. Wow. Yeah, I, I guess I just Maybe I just like imagined like that Spawn was put in that game because <laughs> I was like, oh, Spawn versus Hellboy, that'll that's, that'll be cool, right? Yeah, it would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, yeah, I uh, maybe maybe um maybe Invincible. Uh, Invincible is an Image Comics character, hmm. and it's getting an Amazon Prime series ah, this year or next cool. year. Yeah. With with a very big like, uh, with a very cool cast. Um, J.K. Simmons is voicing Omniman. <laughs> uh, Anytime J.K. Simmons is in anything, it's a plus for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's getting an upcoming animated series. So I think maybe if that gets big, maybe Invincible will be a nice a a playable character, a guest character in Injustice Three. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Injustice Three gets announced. That that'd be something to to be kind of excited about. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be very excited about it. Yeah, I just I just wish like the the fact that Netherrealm was just kind of like quiet about like any changes it might have made to mm. like its internal like structure. You know, it's, yeah. Like that's true. That's yeah. A good point. Like I yeah like I I really want to be excited for the next Netherrealm game. Um. There's just kind of that elephant in the room still. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, wait, you you sucked. Did you ever say that you stopped (laughs) sucking? You didn't, did you? You didn't say that. Nope. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, after we learned that news, I wrestled both publicly and privately for a long time about whether I could even continue to buy NetherRealm games, knowing what I knew about their internal policies. Yeah. Um, What I wound up deciding to do is I have... uh, now kind of a it's not really a separate bank account the way my bank works you can kind of have like partitions that you put money into for budgeting yeah um so i have one where every time i buy another realm game i have to match that amount in that account and then i have to donate it to like uh you know a project that kind of betters game workers in some way yeah yeah like what i've been saving it for so far i mean i right now it just has 40 dollars in it because that was the cost of the mk11 aftermath dlc nice um is that i'm waiting until game workers unite is able to uh accept donations they're an organization that promotes the unionization of game developers yeah um and they can't they're still kind of like working on the paperwork to be allowed to accept donations right once they do i want to just make that my game workers unite match fund and just donate to them every time i buy another realm game i i think that's you know i i think 
I, I think that's as good as as you can do. <laughs> yeah, you know? like like yeah. it's. I mean, the the only perfect solution is, is for to, to not realms. buy the games. Yeah, or for another realm to well, get right. their shit together. Yeah, yes. that that's kind of the perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, this like it it would have. It would have felt bad for me to just continue buying their games, even though I have these reservations about how the company is run. So that's that's my kind of uh, like uh, bubble gum and paper clips solution to <laughs> you know the situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I I appreciate that you're even getting the bubble gum out. That's <laughs> Thank you know, you. yeah. Now, now, <laughs> um. Yeah, and I think it's a good excuse to kind of donate to organizations like that. They, mm-hmm. You know, like it's those are really cool initiatives. So if they mm-hmm. get to do better, as kind of a side effect of this, I think I think that's not too bad. Me too. Um, that's the gaming stuff we think will be at the DC Fandom. Any other any other thoughts? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. All right, uh, let's open a little bit of listener mail. Zoop. All right, not in freak. Uh, gave us a suggestion earlier, but here's some listener mail from Not in Freak on Twitter. Okay. ARMS got their Switch Online free trial, and now Pokemon Tournament DX has one. Hmm. Do you think Nintendo will be featuring fighting games for these promotions, or just underselling titles? <laughs> Thanks, and hope you're alive. Also, decided to finish your Game of the Decade episode and jump to a round where I thought I left off and started playing Xenoblade Definitive Edition on my Switch. And then Daniel started talking about it as a number two. <laughs> I love the synergy with me months later. Good. Uh, good job, Daniel. Yeah, good job, me. Thanks, Not and Freak. Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, I think that it's it's mainly going to be, like, titles... Maybe underselling isn't the right word, but kind of... Where, where they like, want to drum up sales. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be like... I think Mario Tennis Aces also kind of had like a mm-hmm. uh, like a demo period like that. So I think it'll mostly be their, their multiplayer-focused games that are not Smash Brothers. I don't yeah. think Smash Brothers <laughs> will ever get a demo weekend. Oh, Smash is selling so badly. We got to do a free weekend. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we're ever going to get a Smash free weekend. Yeah. Unless it's, like, close to the end of Smash's lifespan or something. Right. Yeah. Or maybe, like, yeah, maybe a while after after all the DLC has come out and sales are right. have kind of petered out. Just like I'm sure sales kind of petered out for Mario Tennis Aces. Sure. And... Uh, and Pokemon Tournament and Arms, like yeah. those, obviously all kind of they wanted to give that a little like kick boost. Also, side note, you kind of reminded me a lot of people in the Smash community after the Pokemon Tournament dem like uh like free period was announced, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, like after the Arms free period was announced, we got that Arms character. That means that a character from Pokemon <laughs> Tournament is coming to Smash. <laughs> Why does the Smash Bros. community try to think of things? <laughs> They're so bad at it. Sean, we're the Smash Bros. community. We think of things. I am in an ivory tower of elitism that <laughs> separates me from the Smash Bros. community. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure our listener base will love hearing that. <laughs> yeah. They already know. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, I, I just want to put out there, yeah, I don't think... Any character from Pokemon Tournament is going to be in Smash as a playable character. I think no. I think Nintendo is just doing those initiatives separate from Smash, and although sometimes they may overlap, I don't think they're uh I don't think they're exclusive to one another. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah. Doom um, gets a free weekend and the Smash community loses their minds. <laughs> it means Doom guy. 
<laughs> it doesn't mean doom guy thanks not in freak yeah thanks Vinny g says hey guys here's another episode of pick between two things <laughs> Kirby's Dreamland 3 or Kirby Superstar. Well, you're going to pick Kirby's Dreamland 3. Yes. And I'm going to pick Kirby Superstar. Yes. Because that's how we are. Yeah, no, I I I pick Kirby's Dreamland 3. I think most people would pick Kirby Superstar, but uh Dreamland 3 I think is really underrated. Uh No, it's it's a very cool game. Yeah, like one of the weirdest mainline Kirby games. <laughs> like it, it's so different than any other mainline Kirby game. Uh, there's so much more of a focus on like solving puzzles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's so gorgeous and cute and so unique, and uh, it's got the animal friends in it. Sure. Um, and I just got to go with Superstar. It's excellent and far too important to me to it, not go with it. It is excellent. It is like both of those games are top fucking notch. But yeah, I, I got to wrap Dreamland three there. Pokemon Red or Pokemon Blue? Well, I went with Pokemon Blue in my youth. Yeah, so did I. Ah, nice. Yeah, Pokemon Blue. Although, uh, I wanted Red when it came out, because Charizard's on the box. (laughs) That's funny, because all my friends had Red, because Charizard was on the box. And for me, picking Blue, I felt like a little hipster. (laughs) (laughs) You are a little hipster, Sean. Dull. Uh... But I have a big hipster. Sonic the Hedgehog, Curse of the Werehog, or <laughs> Paper Mario Color Splash? Oh. Curse of the Werehog. Yeah, I think maybe Curse of the Werehog. Because, yeah. like, Curse of the Werehog's got some charm to it. Although I've heard Color Splash for a post-Sticker Star, for, for a Sticker Star era Paper Mario game. Yeah. I've heard that it's not bad, and then it's got it's some some charming moments in there. It's really funny how they're, like, both games from franchises that started off really strong and then lost their way, you know? Well, oh, Curse of the Werehog is a, is a movie short. Like it's, Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of Unleashed. You were thinking, yeah. Yeah, Un- Unleashed is the game. I Maybe Vinny meant Unleashed. Right. Um, but I mean, either way, I'd still go with Curse of the Werehog. Just yeah. Because then, I mean, it's it's a movie, so it's short, and I can get it over with. <laughs> and the, the the movie is like it's cute. Okay. Like, yeah, I remember being pretty cute. Uh, if if any, if you meant Sonic Unleashed, I would still pick Sonic Unleashed Me because too. the the daytime sags are dope as hell. Yeah. I, I watched a playthrough of that, and the daytime sags are dope as hell. Where <laughs> Werehog bits are obviously kind of sure kind of bland in comparison. Coffee or tea? Oh, tea. Yeah, tea. I'm a tea guy. Me tea. Day. I didn't even do that on purpose. Oh, wow. That was just me <laughs> fucking up. It was really words. good, though. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Wally or Ratatouille? Uh, I don't have a, a particular emotional connection to either of those movies, but probably Ratatouille. I, I have uh, a bit of an emotional connection to Ratatouille. Uh, com- especially compared to Wally, I would also pick Ratatouille. Cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's my least favorite of Brad Bird's animated movies. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not true. It's my second least favorite of Brad Bird's animated movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still really solid and has a lot of great stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. Least favorite is Incredibles two. I figured. Yeah, I actually like Incredibles two a little bit more than Incredibles one. That's oh god, god. <laughs> god uh anyway thanks Vinny g yeah thanks thanks everyone that sent in mail yeah if you want to know where else you can find us 
We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash beep boop group. Yes, beep boop. At the end of last month, we put up episode one of Console Cinema, where mm-hmm. Amy Lee, my fiance, and I uh, played the Detective Pikachu video game and then watched the Detective Pikachu movie and talked about both. Yeah, and yeah. I can say as a fan that it's excellent, and you go, you should all listen to it. Oh, thank you, Sean. You're welcome. Um, and uh, we are now less than $10 away from our Undertale uh, goal on yes. Patreon. Yeah, like if like two people pledge at five bucks, we'll we'll be over that goal, and, and then Sean, I'll be I'll be forced to play Undertale. Yeah, starting, until it's done. Yeah, if we get that done this month, Sean will play Undertale until he's done with it, starting in September. Yes. Uh, so hop on over there. We are so close. Yes, if you feel like it. Yeah, but you know, do it. <laughs> Next time on a Smashing Theory, DC Fandom reactions. Of mm-hmm. course, but also Gamescom predictions. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's a double-stuffed Oreo of an episode. Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be really too much stuffing on either side. <laughs> well, uh, that's good, because the stuffing goes in the middle, between the cookies. Well, yeah. <laughs> Before you put the cookie part in. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just with stuffing on top of the cookie. Uh yeah, we, uh, yeah, like, game, Gamescom is kind of a <laughs> that'd be, lower... That'd be the worst marketing gimmick, like, Oreo, like, reverse Oreos! <laughs> <laughs> the cookies in the middle and the stuffing's on the outside! Yeah, just a commercial just shows, like, someone, like, trying to grab it and the figure's just, like, <laughs> like, into the stuffing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that is an SNL, the SNL should hire us, because that would be fucking gold. Man, they Keenan Thompson trying to eat an Oreo. I've referenced him twice now in this episode. <laughs> Good old Keenan. Yeah, yeah. Well, they it's SNL already fired by Tannic though. So, like, oh, yeah. fuck those guys. <laughs> you mean SNL? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I love Britannic. Yeah. Well, maybe they just stopped being funny. <laughs> they just rang all of the comedy out of them like they were squeezing a fucking lemon. <laughs> And then by the time they were like, what's the deal with airline food? Like, Get out! <laughs> you served your purpose. Anyway, yeah, there's... Gamescom tends to be kind of a lower-key games right. convention, even during years <laughs> that aren't this year. Yeah. So, so yeah, that'll be lower-key. I'm kind of hoping Nintendo shows up with another developer showcase and, like, bails us out. Sure. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will. Yeah. Well, until then, we'll see you all next time. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing time. Oh, yes. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Thanks, Lonald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Miss, miss you a lot. Yeah. Hope you're doing all right out there yeah. in, in COVID land. Haven't heard from you in a hot minute. Really need to reach out. Yes. Yeah. Special thanks to Nymph. 
Thanks, Nymph. Also a hot minute. Have not heard from thee. Yes, but I continue to be amused by your antics on social media, which are plentiful. Special thanks to my fiance, Amy Lee. Congratulations, Amy Lee, on your promotion at work. Yeah, and also, we're rec- uh, this episode is being recorded on Amy and mine's five-year anniversary. Wow, happy yeah. anniversary. Yeah, thank you. I'm not ignoring my fiance. She's at work right now. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> happy anniversary, babe. I'm going <laughs> to go record... Uh, She's just, like, leaning against the door to our guest bedroom, sobbing as you laugh gleefully about game news. What the fuck? (laughs) But that's not what's happening, because she's at work. What the fuck? Anyway, thanks, babe. Yeah, sorry to have filled your head with that fantasy. What? I would never use the word fantasy for (laughs) for the nonsense you just spewed out. Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. What? <laughs> what? You got a problem with my voice? Like, like that's like Mario like jumping down a slip and slide, but also like trying to drink a jar of mayonnaise at the same time. <laughs> Why is it mayonnaise? <laughs> you was feeling a little clogged there. He <laughs> did. Princess Peach gave him the mayonnaise as a gift. He really wants to show how much he likes it. <laughs> He's just chugging mayonnaise on the way down this water slide. Thanks for the mayonnaise, Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Special thanks to Cool Gabe. Oh, Cool Gabe. It's a Cool Gabe. Thanks, Gabe. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Gabe. Wow. You're, you're cool, and I'm, uh, your input on Discord's always great. Yeah. Special thanks to Vinny G. Yeah, thanks, Vinny. Thank you so much. You're, uh, we only read a half of your email, but, uh, but both halves are really good. Yes, maybe we'll save the other half for later. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thank you. And... A very first timey time special thanks to Vinibur. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, Vinibur's been like a pretty long time listener at this point. Yeah. Always doing input on the Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks so much for backing at this level, man. Yes, absolutely. Thank yeah. you very much. It's kind of wild that Vinny G and Vinibur are like our. Like our, our two most recent special thanks subscribers. That is wild. Yeah, it's it's like Vinny was supporting us and then he got cold. <laughs> also, it's wild that <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Let that joke process. This is fucking good. <laughs> Vinifer, you are your own person and I'm very glad that you're contributing. Yes, and it's wild that your name rhymes with vinegar. That's all I was gonna say. It's harmless, <laughs> Daniel. It's harmless. <laughs> It's a harmless it's, little observation. It's, it's less something. Something's missing there. Uh, maybe the vinegar was missing. I think it was the part that's funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Vinifer. Special thanks, Elmer. Special thanks to your people. Uh, if you want to get special thanks by us, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash beep boop group. Sick fucking burn, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and back us at the twenty dollar level. We'll do this for you on all of our podcast projects. We sure will for the month and and however many other months that you back us. Whew. Thank you. Yes. Special thanks, 
everybody's special thanks yep. to every special thanks person. Yeah, good, good, good job. Bye. Bye. <laughs>